Welcome to Notable News for the 26th of September. I am Kristen Downs, host of the Notable Woman podcast and the Notable Woman Live, and I'm happy to provide you with these bite-sized broadcasts. Avoid headlines like, Rapper wants to prove once and for all that the earth is flat, and listen to Notable News instead. Your free gift for today is my Plan Your Hype workbook, designed to help you look at your project, yourself, and your audience to find the best way to go from being the best-kept secret to being everywhere. Get yours today at thenotablewoman.com slash hype workbook. Let's begin with the Republicans' attempt to repeal the Affordable Care Act prior to their September 30th deadline. Susan Collins, a Republican from Maine, came out with a hard no on the current bill late yesterday. If she, McCain, and Rand Paul all stay no's, the bill is effectively dead. But we still have several days left, so I wouldn't count my chickens before they've hatched or before the fat lady sings. If you're wondering why this September 30th deadline, the Senate is relying on special budget rules that would let them pass health care with a simple majority. They would only need 50 votes with VP Mike Pence as their plus one. With only a slim majority of 52 in the Senate, and knowing that a Republican or two might not vote with them, this is their best time to get their bill through, although they've been unable to do so yet. Now, could they change the rules and push the deadline back? Yes, but it doesn't seem like they want to. If I was them, I would let the deadline go by and regroup. Clearly, even with the majority, they're having a tough time. And good to that, I say, of course. Americans do want health care reform, but they do not want to go back to a land of pre-existing conditions and women discrimination. My last thoughts on this is that I once again saw people in wheelchairs being forcibly removed and carried out of a Senate hearing, and I just can't stomach that our society is in a place where this is acceptable. It broke me last time, and it broke me again yesterday. Also, hearing Senator Orrin Hatch telling these advocates for the disabled to, quote, shut up, really, really, really riled my feathers. Over to the NFL, we can surely see how football fans felt about Sunday's shared signs of unity because the number one selling jersey was Steelers' Alejandro Villanueva. Uh, He's a former Army Ranger. He came out alone for the national anthem, breaking with his team. In a weekend full of solidarity, his actions stood out for many and were championed by NFL fans. As a person who does advocate for these protests, I admired his form of protest too. It's always hard to stand alone. I always feel like Trump's ridiculousness is used to hide something, although sometimes I think he's just ridiculous so he can hide things that he doesn't yet know that he needs to hide. This weekend, we had the DHS announcement of 21 states being hacked or attempted to be hacked by the Russians. We have heard this news before, but on Friday the DHS told Sage that they were targeted, whereas before we just knew there were 21, but not who they were exactly. Now, we don't know what the states are. They let the states know, um, and they can announce whether they want the hacks to be known or not, or attempted hacks. 
Now, this weekend also brought the news that Jared Kushner had been using a private email server for White House business, which is one of Trump's primary attacks on Hillary Clinton, crooked Hillary, lock her up, etc. Now, yesterday we learned it wasn't just Kushner, but also Steve Bannon, Stephen Miller, Prince Priebus, Gary Kahn, and Ivanka Trump. Now, Breitbart News and Fox News saw huge upticks in traffic this weekend. I do think that Trump's culture wars are used to distract liberals, but they're also used to rally Trump's base. And certainly the NFL battle this weekend did just that. On a side note, CNN reports that John Kelly was not happy with Trump's rally comments about the kneeling protests, but Trump said via Twitter that that is just not true. Now, speaking about Twitter and Trump, he is continuing his foreign policy and lack of diplomacy with North Korea on Twitter's platform. Now, Trump said that North Korea won't be around much longer, which North Korea announced yesterday that, that they took as a declaration of war. I could kind of see why they might think that, right? You're not going to be around much longer? Now, could Trump's childish antics start a war with North Korea and their nuclear weapons? Honestly, I have no idea. I'm hoping that Trump is inconsistent enough uh, that North Korea won't really take him seriously, but that also means they won't take him seriously on anything else either. The Columbia Journalism Review has declared that given Trump's past comments, including the ones he made this weekend, it is now journalistically appropriate to call Trump a racist. Whew, I say. I am obviously not a journalist, but I too have felt uncomfortable calling him one, even though he is, and his history of racism is long documented, beginning in the 1970s with a case the Department of Justice made against him and his father for racist rental practices. But still, calling someone a racist is a really tough line to cross, especially in journalism of the free press. The review is giving the go-ahead, though. We'll have to see who takes it. Now, one thing I don't have a lot to report on is the situation in Puerto Rico. We have had little to no response from the president or his administration, and Puerto Rico's governor reports that they have not received the aid that they requested. I don't know what the Trump administration is playing at here, it's possible that the understaffing of federal agencies is in play. These agencies would already be under stress, just Harvey and Irma, let alone the fact that they are understaffed. Now, if you'd like to know more about Trump and understaffing his administration, I would look at videos that Amy Siskin has done on the subject. Now, today's Food for Thought is a Facebook post from my friend Brandon Gibson. The post itself is quite long, but there's one part I'd like to share. America is a great and wonderful country, and we are truly blessed to call it home. It still has many problems, though, and things that could certainly stand to be protested. These are not mutually exclusive statements. Just like I can look at myself in the mirror and say, you're a sexy beast today, I can also say, but eat a salad for lunch today, you could stand to lose a few pounds. Again, two separate statements can be true. These men can love America and at the same time say that we have issues that need to be addressed. The hatred that so many are directing towards them for saying it proves the point. 
bravo to them for having the courage to do so, knowing that the backlash that it would receive. It took me a full day to work up the courage to do so on a much smaller scale than theirs. Food for thought. Have a notable day, my friends.